Hi everyone, welcome back to CTN. My name is Elizabeth. And my name is Onella, and here we like to have honest conversations about life and faith. Yeah, brilliant, 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 brilliant. So today we have a special guest. You know, we've been giving you guys some guests and we brought up some friends. We've got some great people on today. We've got Debbie and Jonathan. A round of applause. Round. Hey. <laughs> 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 no, no, I should <laughs> we're, we're autopilot on our round of applause. Round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> scary <laughs> so yeah we've got them on and we're really excited to have them on because you know it's the beginning of the year and we have been watching over like over the past year um this amazing couple shares some amazing um insight into mm. their marriage journey into their financial journey um and i think very transparent as well which is really helpful because i think sometimes People just share the good bits, but these people share everything. So, <laughs> or almost everything, you know what I mean? And it's really good. They really, and they shared, so I'm not going to do some spoilers, but they shared, so you, you kind of get to participate in their journey. So we'll give you their social media handles, but we have them here today to kind of give us some insight um, into the year. So yeah, Debbie and Jonathan, you are welcome. Welcome to the table. Having a Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Another. Fun fact? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. So this is the part where Lizzie always talks about food. I'm, I've been watching the episode, so I yeah. know. She oh, always talks about food. Cool. This is... <laughs> this is the, the last one was the jam, bun, bacon. <laughs> Does that not sound crazy? Am I the only one? That's messed up. I was like, whoa, <laughs> Anyway, I haven't tried it, so I can't say anything. Same. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing we, that humility. That's we, we do generous. not need bun and cheese to be generous. What's it called? Generified. Wow, <laughs> is that the word? We don't need it. We we just don't need it. Yeah. I'm putting small packages to all of your houses. Don't worry. <laughs> so today, the question that we want to ask is, what is the most outrageous thing you bought that wasn't a necessity? I know. Um, I bought, I think I bought it, yeah. I needed as a jacket and literally, and it cost, back then it cost, actually, yeah, it cost about 90 quid. Mm-hmm. And I literally only wore it once until it got dirty. And I was like, I'm not cleaning this ever again. Oh. So literally there was like a black stain. I washed it, it wasn't coming off. I washed it again, it wasn't coming off. And I was that like, was it. This this this, yeah, this coat is gone. And I, was like, I only wore it once in my life. I'm like, wow, yeah, nine pounds. Was that um, was that recently or back in? The oh day? no, this was back in like secondary school times before. Oh, okay, okay, ninety pounds for a jacket in secondary. You are rich. <laughs> that's good money right there, man. That's good money. Some of us were going to Primark and H and M. I was going to copy them ten pound hoodies, pencils for the ah. week. We couldn't get the bands, man. So we got pencils instead. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my outrageous thing before marriage. I'm my life. Okay, I think for me, this is pre-marriage, but it still relates to marriage because I've I've literally been sitting here thinking like, what outrageous thing have I bought which I can't really think of because mm. uh, 
Do you think I've bought anything crazy? I I feel like no, I'm no, not no. that like crazy. Discipline from the womb. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, she's been honest. But but one oh I actually one thing mm. that I have bought that was a bit on the pricey side was my wedding dress. Oh yes, praise God. <laughs> we were thinking the same thing. <laughs> but I feel like that is acceptable. No, no, I no, know, no, but, no, no, but that's no. It. The only thing that came to my mind that I really that, like that right there, yes. You yeah. might have given us the price range, or was that under wraps? No, 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 it's okay. I it was uh yeah, just coming up to the 3k mark. So yeah, that's that's actually no, I don't that's, think that that's not a that's a bad price for a wedding dress. Yeah, I've seen when other- it, wedding dress goes up to like 10k, I mean, and that's ridiculous, isn't it? 10k. I mean, if you got it. Yeah. Man. Okay, we'll talk about relative concerns. Okay, we'll anyway, this is, I'm talking from my own pockets. Everybody has different pockets. <laughs> <laughs> they cut your cut your coat according to your size. So Come on, size, that was that's the most I think one of the most outrageous things. Did you re, have you repurposed it or have you just put it in tissue paper and put it under your bed? In the cupboard, sitting there. As a couple, what would you say is the most? Ooh. I don't know. To be, to be fair, I feel like because of the journey that we've been on, we haven't really been outrageous, if that makes mm. sense. But I would say our laptop. What? That's a necessity. Whoa. I don't think, okay. Uh, so if it was a necessity, I don't think we'll be having this conversation today. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, um, outrageous. Okay. What I, I thought you were going to say the 20 chicken wings. KFC. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. I, that was my that was my but our outrageous. He has an obsession oh, yeah. with oh, KFC. Man. Oh, the chicken, chicken wings. Oh. He could eat that every day. Oh, it's beautiful. It's not allowed in this house. <laughs> so. <laughs> so your most outra- like outrageous thing that you can agree on as a couple is a bucket of twenty KFC chicken wings. <laughs> I feel like you guys are going to have some real, real gems for us today if that is the most <laughs> extravagant <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, no, we haven't. And to be fair, half of our marriage has been in lockdown. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and on top of that, it's, it's mainly food. I feel like during this time, yeah. the things that mm. the bulk of our money we've been spending is food. For our anniversary, we went out to eat and we spent oh, I don't even remember. probably like over a hundred and something pounds. Just mm. that was like we budgeted. Yeah, for yeah. That, I so can we budget it for exactly. it? It's okay. So, <laughs> it's okay. But apart from that, yeah, I feel like that, that's wheeling it in during these periods of mm. time. I'm interested to find out what you guys have spent. <laughs> I've been watching another space. And she said, I am financially responsible. What are you talking about? Can I say, what should I share? And what should I not share? Not that she's irresponsible at all. Mm -hmm. But I think but she's just thinking, what extravagant spend should I mention here? (laughs) She's very conservative as well. Very. Um, What's it called? The 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 <laughs> why put your face like that? I would say the most extravagant spend I've done was recently. Oh. And that was buying my MacBook. Oh. <laughs> However, 
it's a necessity. It's a necessity. Some people will say, "How is that a necessity?" Like God sent cheaper one. Yeah, but the cheaper one might not meet all her needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing. I did a relative thing. I said, okay, I can get a cheaper one. Mm. But for me, I think it was the experience, the things that the my the my MacBook could do, um, the things that I wanted to use it for, things yeah. like that. Um, and um, what else, really? So was it a necessity? I guess, I guess there was an, a- an aspect of oh, I want it as well. But I, it was very crazy. It was very strange because I never wanted it till recently, and it was not on my radar at all. But um, I would say that's been my most, and I think it went, that was like from zero to 100 for me at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I got, yeah, that, that was my, um, that was my, cause I definitely think, okay, maybe so, you know, could I have got a different model? Could I have, but, I'm, but now that I've got it, I don't regret it. Yeah. I, yeah, I've got it. I'm happy with it. Gives me satisfaction. <laughs> Gives me satisfaction, is that strange? But it helps yeah. to do what I need to do. It's very interconnected with my phone. That's just another thing that just gives me peace of mind. Everything's interconnected. Um, so yeah, that was, that has been my most extravagant spend mm. in my life. I've got something to say, but it's got nothing to do with what you spent. But yeah. do you remember for your 21st? Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> we were at a restaurant and somebody gifted you yes yes i actually thought about that (laughs) i thought about that wow yeah (laughs) oh wow i know right (laughs) i know i thought i didn't say you oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, but i remember that time being shocked i was thinking that kind of luxury is something that was beyond the capacity of sense in my mind. Let's keep it a buck. The aunties that were there were like, okay, Louboutin. They were all like, oh, okay. That's nice. And then everybody else was and like, was, oh my God. God. <laughs> and all the aunties were just like, was, oh, these are nice shoes. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. Oh, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. I was just about to say that. But yeah. That was crazy. It was such a funny day. My dad said, for shoes? For shoes? <laughs> I just was not, not impressed. But yeah. <laughs> and then like, over to you. I've been trying to think. Because I believe that everything that I have in my life is a necessity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I'm really trying to think. I don't. Okay. I buy a lot of tech stuff. Um, and they're all necessities. But I think the most recent thing that I bought that was a little, that wasn't necessary, wasn't necessarily pricey, but I really didn't need it. I bought another tablet just so that I could have a ebook reader. This one is not necessity, man. It wasn't a necessity at all. It was not. But it was like Black Friday and... You know, I was just like, um, treat myself. The worst thing about that is, literally about two weeks later, I ended up buying another tablet. But this tablet was for an actual purpose because I used this tablet for my 
um, for my illustrations. So that tablet actually had a purpose. <laughs> so when I look at the tablet that I bought before, I think, I think it's in the glove compartment of my car right now. So about 1K is just chilling in that <laughs> compartment. It wasn't 1K. It wasn't 1K. Oh, it wasn't was it 1K. 1K. More than 1K. Oh, wow. No, it wasn't more than 1K at <laughs> all. Mm-mm. I would have had to make it work. But I've been looking at it and I'm thinking, I'm going to give it to like one of my little ones so that they can use it because I, I ended up buying an iPad and that one is actually purposeful. So the other one's just sitting there doing nothing. And I was so excited about it at the time. I'm going to get back into reading. I don't have to buy any more physical books. Yay. And then two weeks later, it's like, oh, okay. I got a shinier one now. I think that's, that, that is the most, that and everything that I bought when I was going through my videography phase. Every single soft box, every camera lens every it was i wish i could go back and just take all my money back i could sell them but then i'm also a hoarder so ah. herein lies the problem really um i really think that that is a interesting way because we're going to be talking about finances today and the first thing that I want to ask you guys is how would you define financial health what does it look like to be healthy financially Mm, it's a good question I I think you can theoretically I think when we sometimes think about financial health, we think about financial independence and that type of, do you know what I mean? Like I don't need to depend on anyone for uh, my income mm. or, do you know, do you know what I mean? Mm. But I also think that you can be financially healthy at different stages of your life, if that makes sense. So, mm. so right now, I would say, let's say someone's still at the stage of working, I would say financial health would be ensuring that, you know, you're not deep into debt because that means your money isn't yours, basically. It's to somebody else. And I would say as well, having savings in case anything comes up so that you can cover those expenses. And a big part of financial health is managing it. Having a budget is fundamental (laughs) that like if you speak to anyone who is financially healthy in whatever sense that you might relate to I guarantee they have a budget even and and as well if you think about a business a business if you think about you know virgin oh I don't know if I can mention (laughs) but if you think about a, a, a good flourishing business if you go into their account team they will definitely have a budget. So why can't we as individuals implement that same principles to our lives? But yeah, what about you? Mm. No, definitely a good point. Like financial health, it's it's you being able to monitor how you are financially. And it's one where one's able to look after themselves, but at the same time be able to bless others. Mm. Because that shows that you're a stabilized person, you know where your money's at, you know where your money's going. And at the same time, you are not worried about, I can't give 
what I have to others because that shows that you're more than a healthy person. You're even wealthy because you're able to give um, because it's so easy just to think, oh, this person has so much money. Mm. But what's the point of having so much money in the whole wide world where you can't even bless others with that money? Mm. You see where I come from? You just become a selfish millionaire. Mm. <laughs> you see what I mean? So that's what we um, try to demonstrate and actually teach to others. Like, you know, it's not all about having all the money in the world. Mm. It's good, but if you can't bless others and help others to reach to their good financial health, then what's the use of having that? How, how are you really financially healthy? Because it's not about, because when we're physically healthy, it's not only good for us, it's good for other people because mm. when we're communicating to them with a healthy mindset, with a healthy body, they'll be also benefited by that. So it's not just us being benefited, it's also for other people. And that's what it is about financial health. It's about being able to look after yourself, which is good, but at the same time, with what you have, you're able to give to others so they can also be helped. Mm, I like that. That's a word. <laughs> That's a word. I, I think it's I, I think it's fantastic that you mentioned like a, a an aspect of a financial crisis for somebody is their their lack of capacity to give, which is crazy because it's just very crazy because I think um, again like you were saying usually you have if someone has a lot of money and they're well established unless they've even got all the investments have done everything but they have a lack of a capacity to give then they're not well financially kind of thing, which is, you know, kind of, um, which is kind of mind blowing. So I guess, you know, if somebody is like, let's say in a financial crisis or, um, or they're trying to kind of stabilize their financial health, um, what do you think are the ways that people can become financially stable? Let's say somebody's like, okay, I, okay you said you've mentioned giving definitely but let's say you mentioned things like debt and you mentioned things like savings and things like that how does what are the steps people should take to ensure they are financially stable that makes sense mm, now therefore now now it's really important to understand these things and i guess at the first moment like when you realize you're in financial debt i think that's a good start because not a lot of people realize yeah. they're in financial debt they see financial debt <clears throat> as financial success or yo i got money but at the back of their minds they're knowing that i actually gotta pay this money off but um i'll just give a few tips and probably you can add to them the first thing you know if one wants to get out of the financial crisis or financial debt is to realize how much money are you in debt mm. because when you know how much you're in debt it will help you to the next step of okay how much can I pay off? You see where I'm coming from. For a basic example, all right, Bob, you know, he's £1,000 in debt. He knows that for sure. And he needs to pay this debt by the end of the year. Cool. He knows that he's getting 2K as his normal income on a monthly basis. So what he can do is, with all the other expenses he may have, he might just have about £100 to pay off the debt every month. So if he does that, Put in his budget. So this is still step two, knowing how to pay it off. Put in his budget. I want to pay off this debt 100 pounds at a time per month. By the end of the year, he'll probably be paying that off for after 10 months because 100 pounds times 10 months is 1K. So then once he's done that, the first step is to now, how can he make sure he doesn't repeat that step again and be in that financial debt? Because that will show him that he has learned that he can handle his debt. He's given himself hope that he can pay off his debt. And he's given himself a lesson that 
I can actually not stay in financial debt, but come out of it and now has a story to tell to other people. So it's one of the ones where you have to be real with yourself. Uh, us human beings, you know, we don't like being totally honest unless we're in the dark all by ourselves. And not only that, I'll, I'll even add a fourth tip. If you know you're struggling and you, you your money is going all over the place, you don't have any savings, you don't have an emergency fund, arts help. You know what I mean? I know we live in a world of, you know, individualism where everyone's just on their own, but we weren't created like that. We were created to be with each other. We were created to meet other people. We were created to help each other out. So even with me, I needed to come out of my individualism um, self back in the days because I was a guy where I, was, I didn't want to share my savings. I didn't want to share that I was struggling. But once I opened my mouth, the amount of hands that were willing to help me out, I was like, wow, like, this is amazing. Like, why did I open my mouth before? So it's one of the ones where, you know, one, know where you're at with your debt. Know how much you got. Two, set a plan in place to pay off that debt as soon as possible as you can. And three, once you paid off that debt, make plans to make sure you continue to build your wealth instead of owing other people money. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say if that, I'll speak from a perspective if someone's not in debt. Mm -hmm. So I would say definitely just, analyze your situation because you can't move you can't go anywhere if you don't know where you're currently at similar to what Jonathan has said already so analyze like have a good look at your bank statement see what you're spending your money on see if you are fortunate during this time to be making an income see how much that is and then just maybe tally a list of how much this is what a budget is basically tally a list of all your expenses and, and your income and then see the difference and your expenses are your necessities this is not oh i need to go and buy a louis vuitton bag this is this is i need to put food on my table yeah. do you know what i mean and to pay my electricity bill <laughs> so that the bailiffs don't come and knock on my door do you know what i mean so and if you have a car your petrol all that stuff all that good stuff make a list of those expenses and see what that total is and see what your total income is. If, if then, then, then you can see like, is my income actually covering my, covering my expenses yeah. or is my income too low that it's not covering my expenses? Or is it that I've got so much money left that I can cover all my expenses? So that, at that stage, you can really see like truly what is happening with your finances. Mm -hmm. Then to go into the next step, what do you desire? Do you know what I mean? Because you can't do anything if you don't have a desire in this area. Because some people just live life just because that's they've never actually thought, mm -hmm. oh, actually, financially, what do I want to do? What do I want to achieve? It's never been a thing before. Um, so maybe do some research what other people are doing with their money. Do think about your values, your desires, your purpose for life, all those things, they tie up into how you use your money mm -hmm. as well. So once you know those things, then you can then say, say, for example, that person, I don't know, this is so random, wants to be a musician, for example, <laughs> they can then with this, with, uh, let's say this person has surplus money, when means extra money, after they've covered their expenses, they can say, okay, I want to start making music they need to find out how much that will cost, blah, blah, blah. And then put a certain amount each month, or even if they have it, boom, just like that, they can dedicate mm -hmm. a specific month and say, okay, that leftover money, I'm going to do with that. But reel it back, actually, before they do that, <laughs> we advise to definitely have an emergency fund. So an emergency fund is basically a savings account where you have a thousand pounds. 
and depending on your in like depending on your your stage in life and your income but the average what financial advisors we're not financial advisors by the way but <laughs> what financial advisors say is to have a thousand pounds in your account and then your and then uh, uh, the same account or you can put it separate it doesn't really matter but have three to six months worth of your expenses and let's say hypothetically someone's expenses are one thousand pounds for the month right so that means you times that by three that would be three thousand to uh six thousand <laughs> whoa <laughs> three to six thousand pounds in that savings account and that means that you have expenses covered for that so then then you can start doing all the other rest of the stuff that you want to do so that's kind of like basic introduction as to people who are in a crisis or not in a crisis so sorry piggybacking piggybacking off what you guys have just said I've just thought about um some of the things that I've heard about you have to have some form of um I don't know if there's an I can't think of another word for it but some form of debt in order to build your credit so there is this statement that in order for you to get on that ladder you know you have to be what what how does that play and what do you think about that I feel the fire and you're ready <laughs> Go no, <for> there <laughs> are Okay, there, there, I feel like there's two schools of thoughts with this, mm -hmm. right? So if you listen to someone like Dave Ramsey, he's like, cut up your credit cards. You don't need any credit score, blah, 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 right? So he's like, cold turkey, don't even put your finger in it. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? While some other people are still, can still budget and they still use credit cards, but they, because they've budgeted and they know what, and they have self-discipline, they know that I'm only going to spend 50 pounds on this credit card and they already have the money and pay it back. Then they do it like that. So I really think with this area, it's going to be like for the individual to assess themselves. Some people, they can't handle the credit card or they can't handle debt. Right. So they just know, actually, I know I'm not very good at this, mm. so I'm gonna just go this way. Yeah. Some people they have more self-discipline, self-control, so they can say, actually, maybe I'm, I, I have this much to spend on the credit card, and that's all I'm gonna do, and that's it. So I think it with this error, it's very individual. You have to decide as an individual, and also you have to see what's best, best works for you. Because sometimes, like with a house, not every like with with a um, like in this country you need like a credit score to get like a car if you want it on finance for example if you want to buy a house and it does help because the higher your credit score the more flexibility you have with your borrowings and all those things so I don't I don't know if that answers the question properly mm. but I think I, I don't want to just say no cancel it out mm. because some people are doing it and it's it's working for them and they're not in debt, if mm. that makes sense. So I guess I should give an example how you can use credit and debt without yeah. debt. So for example, so like if you're on your phone contract, that's that helps you build a credit score as long as you pay on time, right? Let's say you have a car. If you buy it outright, 
but your MOT and your roll tax, those, if you pay that monthly, those things are helping to build up your credit score. Yeah. And, and like as well, if you do have a, a car and you, and you do have it on finance, as long as you're paying it monthly or on time, then you are building your credit score. Mm-hmm. But with Dave Ramsey, he's like, don't do that because you end up paying more because of the interest and stuff. So you just have to calculate and see like what you personally want, yeah. what financial journey you want to take, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, no, definitely. Does that answer the question? Yeah, uh, yeah. it does. does. No, I'm just saying that in that question, it just shows not saying that you're up, that personally asking it, but one person to them, they just, they just think that credit card is the only way to build up my credit score. And that's a yeah. fat lie of the enemy or whoever said that yeah that is a fat lie because i definitely know before credit cards enter this world people were still able to buy houses mm-hmm. you know what i mean people were still able to buy cars and that yeah. so you need to actually be able to again it's all about education expand yeah. your horizon on this be like all right if credit card didn't exist in our day and in time what else can i build up my credit and my credit school and um you know deborah mentioned it you know any contracts you have whether it's phone your car you know Oh, the election bills. role you know the election role yo put your name on that that builds up your credit score you know what i mean because it, it is giving details to these finance companies to see that yo this person is able to pay on time and they're legit you see what I'm, and they're legit so when you do get a mortgage from the lender they got hope it builds up the lender's hope and confidence because think about it you got a person a they've been paying their debt or their contracts you know six months late mm. and they're asking you for a mortgage so they can buy a house <laughs> But person B, they've been on time with their payments and they ask for a mortgage. Who are you going to go with? Person B, of course. So it's one of the ones where it's about being, you know, uh, having that stability with your finances that you are, because when you're paying someone on time and we probably all got different experiences, when someone pays you on time, you feel respected. <laughs> am I right or am I right? When someone pays you on time, even hey. you one month before they felt like you agreed on, you feel respected. You're like, wow, you value me wow like you actually you actually didn't violate me this time like okay now i can trust you for the next time this is how the lenders are thinking and these mortgage lenders are thinking they're thinking yo the way you treat these other lenders and you treat them badly i don't want that risk yeah so that's why certain people get rejected for mortgages because their financial health or their financial lifestyle is looking poor not even mortgages but just anything yeah just anything you know even if you're applying for a credit card yeah and then some of them are a bit greedy and like, you know, this person, they can't really look after one. So we just yeah. give it to them and yeah. get an interest off them. There's some greedy people out there. Yeah. So they don't even care about your financial stability. If they know your swag and they're willing to take that risk, they're going to make money out of you. Yeah. So it's about, you know, thinking that there's other ways than credit card to build your credit score. So guys, don't be fooled, man. Don't be fooled. Please, <laughs> please don't be fooled. But again, I'm not saying you can't get a credit card. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a to go into because <laughs> there's so many ways in which you can look into that but yeah no real good I really like that and I think it's 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 an important kind of discussion to have especially the availability of credit is crazy mm. so if you go on ASOS now you've got a shout out to all all your credit brands I was gonna start shouting them out but let's leave it there so I mean credit is available I say and so at a very young age, people can quickly get into debt, not understanding what debt is about. And I think I value what you say in terms of the discipline. You have to understand what kind of person you are. So I know some people that they will finance something, 
but they have budgeted for the interest because of they do a cost benefit analysis kind of thing in terms of needing something now and then okay if it's going to cost me a hundred pounds more i'm fine with that because i'm not seeing it as just interest but merely a package of i need it now and i'm willing to pay off over a period of time fair enough whatever but i think it's it's important to highlight just in terms of being able to <laughs> I've asked this question before, but no, we'll come back to that though. <laughs> okay, 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 yeah. So the but having the capacity to um be able to understand um just 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 having a really uh, a bit more a bit more thought out process about the availability of credit. I think for me it's been kind of like crazy just in terms of how available credit is, you know, to, to a lot of people. Um, without even some of the necessary checks it's just basically buy now it can be it's crazy it's just it can be something on ASOS like yeah like a t-shirt and pay it off for three months it's just it's yeah. just like ridiculous <laughs> have come about during this time and mm. I, I don't remember seeing them before like during this pandemic mm. I don't remember seeing like on clothing sites and stuff like that every, and I was like yeah. whoa yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was being rolled out slowly because I remember probably about a year and a half ago if you buy I always buy things using PayPal because I don't trust people so when you go on PayPal there was about probably a year and a half two years ago PayPal started to give you the options to pay for your purchase in wow. installments so they've been slowly kind of testing the waters and rolling it out like and they blown during this yeah time. yeah which is which is strategic scary. i think, I think it's age go ahead this, go ahead this is no i was saying this is why financial education is so important because now it's like so many people don't so how many people don't have a job or are not earning their full percent full um salary and if someone goes and starts doing those things they could they can accumulate so much so then when we're out of this crisis now they have all of that on their back and mm -hmm. who's who's the, they've been knocking on okay mm -hmm. yeah definitely I, I guess this ties in with my my next question um, i want you to touch on well you was you said that you're gonna before i asked this question though you said you're gonna touch on something about what i said about yeah. planning for your credit yeah you were talking about um oh the, it's basically the idea that I've done the cost analysis and I want I need it now so it's okay mm. but do you really really need it like is there a way you can work around it do you know what I mean is there a way that you can and I think the issue with debt is is mostly impatience and mm. not only issue with debt but money issues because we have this desire that we want things now 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 do you get what I mean? And I think that is what causes people to be in certain financial situations and lack of knowledge, pure, purely that as well. Yeah, brilliant. So that brings me definitely now, but <laughs> in the next question, <laughs> which is how important is it to educate yourself? So books, like I want us to talk about books. I have been watching your stories. So I know some people that are what, reading books and investment at the moment. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Stalking you guys. And so, yeah, so, you know, but how important is it to kind of facilitate your financial education? Can you guys recommend any books? Um, yeah, how important is, how, how important is it? And what kind of books would you recommend reading and things like that? 
Yeah. Now, and with financial education, for every baby that come out of their mother's womb, bruv, as soon as they learn one, two, three, they need to be learning investment savings and budgets. <laughs> Big man too. Because by the time you're 20, it might be too late, mate. Oh, it won't be too late, but it might be, I'll say it might be too late in the, the sense compounding that interest. there you go. You know what I mean? That compound interest that they could have been generating from the age that was zero to 18. You can be a millionaire by the age of 18. Big man thing. Like I'm saying this because I've read books and I've done research and I'm like, mate, I did a calculation. I was like, mate, when my first child is born, you are getting an investment, mate, ASAP. Um, but anyway, but yeah, that's how important financial education is because if you're not taught as early as possible, you just, oh boy, I can't, I can't what's the word? There's still hope. There's, there's, there's hope. hope. There's hope. We were taught from when therefore, we were born. Therefore, so therefore. It's but right. it's just like, this is how serious it is. It's, financial education is so serious that it's more important than algebra. <laughs> I'm saying that with confidence, mate. Yeah, and my I'm saying right now, I've not used algebra yet since I was banging it out since A levels and GCSEs. I don't know what algebra has probably helped me with times, and but apart from that, mate, investment should have been the first thing I've learned when I was young. Um, but thank God there's still hope for some in our age that we can still learn investment or still learn savings and all these other things about financial education because it would it will help you to teach you that life. How can I say it? It will help you to teach that. It's not always the rich that are the cause of your poverty. Wow. Okay. And I say that because in a place from living in a council home, growing up, you know, with, you know, family, money issues, I was thinking, nah, man, these rich people, blood, like, they're, they're, they're stingy, bruv. Why don't they come help us poor people? You know, why are they always living a life and going to these places? Not knowing that, fam, if you read these legit rich people stories, you understand the things that they went through. You understand their, what their parents have put in place so that they can be in that financial success or that financial stability. I mean, when I did that, I was like, yo, it makes sense. And look at me pointing the fingers when I've got other fingers pointing at me. <laughs> oh, so me, what are you doing, mate? You're busy complaining when you're not putting some plans in place or making changes, which some human beings are scared of. So that's the importance of financial education. Uh, moving on to you know books to check out. There's one book which you probably know. It's called The Intelligent Investor. Mate. Mate, even though it's thick, I've, I don't think, I think it's more thicker than one of these Harry Potter books, which I've never read. Like, but I was like, this book, even though it's thick, is worth so much of your time. Um, so it's talking about, in a nutshell, it gives practical tips and good, legit researches on how to make investments and the importance of investment. And even including, you know, how to pick certain stocks. And it shows you that, you know, investment is not a game. You know, investment is for the long run. Investment is building that wealth at a steady pace where it's not taking much of your time. We don't need to be checking your investments every single day. And it shows you, you know, these are the things where, where these are the differences between a wealthy investor and a poor investor. Because there's investors out there where they're doing crazy mistakes and they're just building up so much losses. And there's intelligent investors where, they don't worry about the market, you know? They don't worry about all these people saying, yo, buy now, sell now. They're like, no, no, no. My, my aim is 20 years later from now because I'm trying to be a billionaire in the next 20 years. Here I'm coming from. And then when I retire, boom, I can chill. 
and then my investment will still be giving me income because I'm getting the interest on a monthly basis. So that's the Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Grab that. Um, but if you want a simplified one where it's not too much research, but it has some research and evidence and some practical tips, then the Bogleheads by um, Jack Bogle. Do you want me to get the book you gotta, so you can see? You know where it is? Yeah. yeah. Um, this book literally gives a story how there's an um, investment company called Vanguard and gives a little story of how it was built and what did they do with it and how it's flourished. And mainly they gave the opportunity for individual investors to invest in index funds. And that's literally you being able to invest in a fund which tracks, for example, the FTSE 100 um, returns and market prices. And yeah, man, like the, the, the evidence is just beautiful. Like it gassed me up. I was like, how do I not know this stuff? So this is the, this is what the intelligent investor looks like. Yeah. Uh, that's wow. Yeah. It's big. That's a big book. Sorry, did you see it? Sorry. Yeah. I saw the side. As yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> that's what I saw. Well, to be fair, this book is just, it, I haven't read that one, but this one, I read this one and I munched it and it was very good. I feel like it gives very, if you're not, um, in, you're not into finance yeah. or anything you're not educated in finance so we did finance but to be fair we, we learned these things but some of it some of it we learned like this much of it but for a business side That's we it, didn't yeah. learn it for personal side so when I was reading I was like oh is this what it meant <laughs> but but now I'm and I think as well because now I'm more interested because it's to do with me and this is another thing why financial health is important because no one else is going to be more cautious or more interested yeah. in your financial mm. health than you will be so that's why that's how important it is it's, it's so important for us to educate ourselves so this book is the bulger head they also have two other books mm. about investing uh this is an oh, sorry this is another book that we've read this is a good book he he'll basically kick your butt in gear yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah those are a few of the books that we've those are the main books that we've read. Well, read still got more to come, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really important. Mm, mm. If you're not taught it, if you if you don't come from a background yeah. of where, yeah, sorry, yeah. Oh, we're agreeing with you. No, we're, we're green. <laughs> we're green. <laughs> <laughs> we're absorbing. <laughs> we're green. No, I'm just saying it's so important because. Mm -hmm. And, and, and as well, the Bible teaches us to a good man leaves wealth for his children, right? Mm -hmm. And how many of, I'm not trying to shade our parents, but I don't know how many of them will leave something tangible for us, right? Mm -hmm. But, and, pers and so it's important for us to, mm -hmm. it's just wisdom. You know, the Bible teaches us that. I know God was talking about his people lacking and perishing, but that, that scripture changed my life in every, cause I'm like, if I'm lacking in an area, it's because I don't have knowledge about it. Simple fact. And if we're, it, and same with finances, if you're not financially knowledgeable, knowledgeable or stable, you can have the knowledge and don't do anything about True, it. To be fair. If so. you're not financial, financially <laughs> practical. Yeah. <laughs> That's even a word. Yeah. If you're not financially, if you're not healthy financially, mm learn about it and practice it and you in and you will see changes basically so yeah it's very important we believe in it <laughs> hi everyone we're really excited that you made it to the end of part one and super excited 
for part two. You can find out more about part two on our social media platforms where we'll be releasing the release date pretty soon. But we hope that you enjoyed this round. Please don't forget to follow us on at CTN underscore UK. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Soon we'll be tweeting. Uh, And yeah, so have a great time, guys, and keep your eyes peeled for part two.